Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out today, right now, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? A sixth pick debate, Mike. Um, assuming debate. Apparently it's not a debate for some people. Assuming the top five have gone as we expect that they should, who are you taking at sixth? That's a fair question, I think. Um, I will make a case for my man, who I do not think is your man. Um, but I'm interested. Okay. Well, I am leaning towards this is the well, let's let's set the stage. This is the who do I draft if you're just uh, joining us for the very first time. If not, go listen to the other ones. They're very good. Um, every year, right before the season, we uh, draft the first six or seven rounds uh, based on who we would take in the first round and then how to build a team after that. It's not telling you how to uh, who exactly to draft, but telling you how to think about who you might draft and what kind of strategies you need to employ while you're drafting. This season, uh, my, my favorite pick is the fifth pick. But here we're picking six, and that means Anthony Davis is gone, Steph Curry is gone, James Harden is gone, Giannis is gone, and Carl Anthony Towns is gone. So I'm leaning towards Nikola Jokic. Um, just a uh, all-around stellar build, a very unique player at center, and a top-tier, you know, a top-tier talent. Not one of the top five, but definitely right below that top five. Here's why I want Damian Lillard. You ready for this? Ready for this? Here. This chat? Okay. So Lillard and Jokic are very similar in two categories, I would say, right? They're very similar in steals and in assists. So let's let's just wash those two from the from the board here, right? Because they're basically even. So we'll look at these two guys. So you got a choice here. You can have elite rebounds and elite field goal percentage, or you can have elite threes and elite points. Personally, I want the points and the three-pointers because I feel like, right, I can grab a guy who's going to get me 11 rebounds or 10 rebounds or nine rebounds later on in the draft, right? I don't think there's anybody I can grab that's going to get me 26 points. And Jokic... For as much as people want to say he's an elite scorer, he's only going to score like 21. That's five whole points a game difference. That's a massive, massive difference. And Jokic is a center who doesn't block shots, so you're already kind of behind the eight ball in that category as far as looking at center production, whereas if I grab a point guard, I'm getting a pretty elite threes, pretty elite points. I feel like those two categories are going to be much harder to come by later on in the draft than Jokic's elite rebounds and field goal percentage in a head-to-head league. Okay. That's something, but I don't want to pigeonhole myself into a box of really having to super, super care about that category. Um, especially in round one. Plus, I mean, for a guard Lillard shooting 44 or 45% really isn't that bad. It's a very good argument. And I don't know if I can poke too many holes in that argument. Um, other than Nikola Jokic, 
probably uh, has a little bit of improvement to make at age 24. And I, I personally favor out of position statistics um, a little bit more than in position statistics. So Jokic and Lillard having about the same amount of assists, Jokic actually having more assists than uh, Damian Lillard last season per game. Um, to me, I don't see them as here's the same amount of assists. I see my center is getting seven assists. That means center is getting, you no blocks. That's true. So it's very, yourself. very, very true. So you, you can well, use that yeah. someone like for like, Colin hold on. Talents, right. But you can't use that when you said it doesn't get you any blocks. Your center actually, is now, yeah. no, I actually center is now just a LeBron James. Like he's yeah. a, he's a who gets assists. I actually can. He's a center who gets uh, close to a triple, a double a game, 20 points, eight, 25 points. That's, that's very true. 26 points from uh, Damian Lillard last season, but elite percentages, which I do like even in a head to head uh, scenario. And yes, the weakness there is 0.7 blocks per game, but the steals are better. The assists are better. The rebounds are elite. And the threes for a center is one, which is, I'd say about average for a center. So to me, there are more categories that Nikola Jokic is better in than Damian Lillard. And I I just don't think Damian Lillard's three threes a game, which, you know, everybody gets threes at this point, and the six extra points per game can't be made up just vice versa, like the blocks can't uh, could be made up from uh, Damian Lillard. Blocks could be made up anywhere at this point. My my point is like either one of these guys is a very very good pick. I'm not trying to uh, say Dame isn't a great pick at six because he is. He's a great pick at six. He's very durable. Uh, I just like Jokic better here due to the out of position statistics, especially that seven, maybe even close to eight assists a game this season from your center. Error, but I just feel like Jokic. Um... Is is good, but he he puts me into a little bit more of a box than the Dame does, um, which is okay. Um, I just wrong. I prefer to be be free and clear, having a point guard doing many good point guard things, um, and True. plus twenty six points a game. And, and this is like some people will make the argument when they tell me they're picking Jokic that it's elite points against elite points, like. Five points a game ain't nothing to sneeze about. Like, if a guy was scoring 20 a game versus 15, you'd be looking at that going, well, this guy's elite in points and that guy's not. So it's, true. it's a big it's a big difference, and it doesn't seem like it is because there's not that many guys scoring 26 a game, right? Like, there's what, got to be maybe five, six, maybe maybe seven players that score more than Damian Lillard this year? You make a very good point is that the, the points do dry up fairly quickly. I think you can make up for it, um, but I'd say either way, Jokic and Lillard aren't in that top five for, for a reason is that when you draft them, you are already being put in a box. If you draft one of those top five guys, you're not in a box. You could do anything you want, but Jokic and Lillard force your hand to, to move in a uh, maybe a more um, specific direction than you normally would. You know, Lillard's low, uh, lowest steals for a guard and Jokic's low blocks for a guard, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a way to settle this Tyler. Because I'm going to go to Yahoo ADP, as we always do, for who do I draft? And at 6.5, average pick, Nikola Jokic. So we're taking him at 6 overall. I hate, I hate to break it to you. Damon Lillard, excellent value at 8.4, though. Excellent value. And then the other guy, a guy who's just 
perennially underrated if you ask me like Lillard always go in a few spots too low like no no don't pick Joel Embiid don't pick LeBron James over Damian Lillard just don't do it like that's just that's not good value there I completely agree um both if Jokic I, I would not take any sort of bet if Jokic or Dame finishes higher next year zero percent their their value is very very similar they do different things I think they flip-flopped the last two years being one spot apart like right next to each other the last two years which is crazy um, and I think one was better the one year and the other was better the other year. So you get absolutely wild. Um, so taking Jokic at six, we're kind of in um, a little bit new territory here. We're picking in the middle of our 12 team draft. And uh, that means there is a little less time and a l- some less players being taken off the board between our picks, which is super positive. Um, our next pick is at 19. So I feel like picking in the middle of the draft with a lot more players end up falling to you um, simply because the guys on the end have to reach down to get the guys that they want. Here are the players that are currently going around 19. Holiday, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Rudy Gobert, Andre Drummond, Vujovic, Turner, Aiton. I know one of these players is one of your favorite players, Tyler. Um, And I'm... Also considering Luka Doncic here as well, but Trey Young is also uh, someone who could double down you on your assists at this position, but might be a little too high for Trey Young in my opinion. So I, feel, I, I just feel like if you go Doncic here, um, you got two guys getting you over a steal a game, which is good, right? Um, I think Doncic maybe even takes a little step up there, going to play probably three more minutes a game than he played as a rookie, right? Probably getting that thirty-five minute a game range. Um, points are going to be over 20 you're going to get probably eight to eight and a half rebounds a game you're going to get probably two and a half to three three-pointers a game like the the mavericks want to shoot a ton of threes um they were fourth in the nba last year they want to even improve on that mark down just can block a few shots for a guard probably going to be like 0.4 uh, maybe even a half a block a game i just feel like that's a kind of perfect fit and it gives you two guys who are going to give you um elite rebounds and elite assists um, with your first two picks, which I really like. Yeah. Um, you are very, very high on, on Doncic. I'm not as high, but like if I had to take a pick of who, which one of these players, Trey Young or Luka Doncic, who's going to take the biggest leap this season, it's going to be Luka Doncic for me personally. Uh, the guy's absolutely incredible. Lost a bunch of weight. Looks super lean. Is prepared for the season. Uh, both, you know, looks like, Physically uh, and also mentally, you know, he went right from, like you said in a previous podcast, right from Euroball, right in the NBA, very little time off. Um, Trey Young is going to be elite, elite in assists. You could double down on those elite, elite assists, but you don't have to. Um, if someone maybe reaches for Doncic as he's not on the board, I might lean Trey Young here. But that means maybe Drew Holiday has fallen to you if someone reached down for Doncic. So, you know, I'd rather have Drew Holiday than than Trey Young. So, Tyler, we're going we're gonna to go with Luka here. And we're going to feel really good about it. Uh, our points are super solid. They're not, they're not elite, but they're super solid. Our threes are super solid. They're not elite. But our rebounds, out of position assists, really good rebounds. Steals are okay. Our blocks are not good as you uh had mentioned before and our percentages are good they're very good we're not super elite in anything 
We got great rebounds and great assists, though. Um, maybe a lead in assist, to be honest. But that means we're going to go all the way down to pick number 30 for the middle of the third round. And this is um, kind of why I wasn't too worried about um, blocks, because you can get your blocks down here. You can also get some guard uh, stats down here as well. Pick number 30, you got people like John Collins, DeAndre Fox, Zion, Williamson. Probably not going to go Doncic Zion. That seems a little risky. Chris Epps Porzingis, who's awesome. Uh, Draymond Green, who really would kill your points. Chris Paul, D'Angelo Russell, Buddy Heald, Jason Tatum. So who's going who's gonna to help round out this team? I like a scorer. I like some threes. D'Angelo sounds pretty nice. Here, but uh, Chris Porzingis is hanging around. If you wanna, if you ever, if you wanna go back to that blocks and, and maybe bolster your blocks a little bit. I also feel like Chris Stabs gives you the really good threes too. I feel like he's gonna shoot a ton, a ton of threes this year. Um, so I feel like that maybe kind of rounds it out the best and gives you blocks and threes that you kind of need right here. Um, you got two Mavericks, which some people don't like, but it doesn't bother me any. Zero percent. Um, this is not. A lot of people coming from football, uh, you know, wide receiver takes possessions away from other wide receiver, catches away from other wide receivers, so another guy's going to take possessions away from Doncic. That's really not going to happen. Um, Doncic and Chris Epps um, going to be great. Westbrook and Harden are going to be great. Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to be great. not going to go any further than that because um, th that's a long list. Chris Epps here. Boosts your blocks. If you if you wanted to completely ignore blocks, I, I kind of like uh, D'Angelo Russell here as well. Maybe Chris Stapps did not fall to you at 30, which is uh, I'm seeing Chris Stapps kind of sneaking up the board a little bit here. But um, I really do like I, I like Porzingis here. Your threes are great. Your scoring is still very, very good. Your um, assists are still very, very good. Your rebounds are now great. And your blocks are now uh, fight like manageable. Uh, if anything, your steals are just, uh, you know, just okay, and your field goal percentage might not be that great, but it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, you still can go in any any direction you want here. So we're going to go with Chris Stapps at pick 30 uh, with a, I guess, alternative pick would be D'Angelo Russell here, which drops us into the fourth round. And at four, in the fourth round, we're picking 43rd, and there's still some good guards left. Um, Otto Porter, Larry Marketing, DeMar DeRozan, if you want to get some, uh, some points back on the board. That would probably hurt our threes, though. Mike Connolly, who I think we're probably going to take, if I had to guess. Uh, Chris Middleton, LaMarcus Aldridge, Clint Capella, CJ McCollum, Kyle Lowry is way down there. Kyle Lowry might come to you by, in your, with your next pick. Uh, I'm leaning Connolly here. Tyler, who are you leaning here? Oh, come on. You don't want Woj's breakout pick of the year? Who is Woj's breakout pick of the year, Chris Middleton? Oh, come on. You know, he plays for the Bulls. Oh, Lowry Markinen. See, Lowry Markinen is going to be off the board, Tyler, because I'm in this draft. Yeah, the person to pick is Mike Conley, no question. But I just did find that funny that Woj thought Larry Markinen was one of his two or three breakout picks of the year. He's 100% right, and uh, if we didn't go Chris Stapps, if we went D'Angelo Russell, maybe Lowry Markin would be someone I'm interested in. Uh, he's sneaking up in drafts, currently ADP at 44. Uh, I like getting him after the, the in the 50s, 50-plus, 50 and that doesn't seem to be happening on Yahoo. Maybe it will happen in your league. Um, 
but he's hanging around that 50 spot, and I uh, think he's definitely a top 50 player. Um, Mike Connolly is the pick here, though, in the fourth round. Right now, we got Jokic, Doncic. A lot of Doncic itches. A lot, lot of itches on this team. Jokic, Doncic, Kristapsic, and Connolly itch. Very good in all categories. Our points are now boosted up. Our threes are great, probably elite. Our steals are very, very good. Our assists are probably elite. Our rebounds are probably close to elite. Our blocks are actually probably in, near um, the top just because we have Chris Steps, but in the top half for sure. I would say our steals, like I said, pretty also probably in the top half. Not super elite, but in the top half. They're, they're doing very, very well. And we dropped down to pick 50 four um our our normal friends here are still available brooke lopez bam uh bam Adebayo, zach levine eric bledsoe kyle lowry jamal murray Derek favors um we got until 67 so i feel like each one of these picks someone's going to be falling to and that's why i really like picking here in the middle of the draft this season instead of at the end of the draft um a lot of good options here, I think. Again, you know, Kyle Lowry just still looks super undervalued. Um, we got Jamal Murray types. You know, we got some guys we haven't even talked about yet. Some Eric Bledsoe's who I really like. Just haven't been getting because I like Kyle Lowry a little bit more. Um, yeah, you know, Derek Favors I'm kind of a fan of. So there's just a lot of guys in this range that, that I like um, for this particular build, right? Um I don't know. I just feel like Gavin Kyle Lowry is just so hard to pass up anymore. Like he just elite assists, good threes, good steals, which will bump that category where I feel like we're we're okay, but I feel like we could still get a little bit better. And I don't really see anybody else that's going to help us more than Kyle Lowry at this moment. Um, and I don't want to box myself into like having to try to gamble on a Marcus Smart or someone like that. Um, I, not that I hate Marcus Smart or anything, just I feel like you know his two steals a game are fantastic, but I don't want to have to get that um, to feel like I need to boost the category. So that's kind of where I'm leaning. I don't feel like we need Brook Lopez's blocks. Um, I don't feel like we need to reach for anyone we don't we don't super like, and I feel like I just really like Kyle Lowry, so that's kind of where I would be leaning right here. Yeah, I feel like Kyle Lowry is turning into our Chris Middleton of last year where we had him on basically every single team, and uh... – there's a decent chance that me and Tyler have Kyle Lowry on a lot of our teams this season. He's being criminally underrated. Um, if you went with the D'Angelo Russell earlier instead of Chris Stapps, you know, maybe you go with Derek Favors here. Um, maybe you do go Brooke Lopez, get those threes and blocks. Like, why not? Kind of a, you know, non-traditional, but like kind of fits Brooke Lopez here, kind of fits with the, with this build with Jokic and uh, Doncic. But we went with Chris Stapps, and so I like going guard-guard here. Um, our assists are probably uh, super elite. Our steals are now pretty close to being at the top of the, um, I'd say, the top of the league. Our points uh, are great. Our threes are also good. Our blocks are very serviceable. We're going to drop down after pick. What was that? Pick five? Now we're doing pick six. All the way down to pick six. Pick 67. There it is. Um, here's who we got hanging around at pick 67. Victor Oladipo, Josh Richardson, who is a favorite of ours, Thomas Bryant, Stephen Adams, Jonathan Isaac, your favorite player, Terry Rozier, um, John Morant's going around here. Feels a little early. Shea Gildress Alexander. Feel free to reach down here, though, because as we're saying, these plateaus, they level off, and the value is very, very reasonable between all these players. So, uh, Tyler, who's going like, to kind of like round out our team? I kind of like someone... 
if you wanted to boost steals, perhaps, or um, go with uh, maybe threes or point three or points. And uh, Josh Richardson's looking like the guy who does those things. And I think Josh Sins are our Huckleberry here. If for some reason, Richardson was picked. Um, I would reach down again. I think for Shea Gell, just just another guy who's going to give you pretty darn elite, elitish deals. Not not quite elite, elite top of the line, but very good. Um, I feel like both guys are going to be around you know one point three to one and a half. Um, both guys going to give you an okay block, like in like a point seven point eight number, which is strong for a kind of guard wing type that both players can play. Um, both guys going to hit some threes. Uh, Richardson's not going to be a super great field goal percentage guy, but I don't know that we're super worried about that here. I just feel like Richardson really fits the build, and a secondary pick would kind of be Shea Gilgis-Alexander, just another guy who fits kind of what we need in this general range. This is a, um, kind of a, a place in the draft where guys are going to fall to you, but also you're going to have to, since you are picking in the middle of the rounds, you're going to have to feel out your draft. Are there a lot of... Um, kind of expert players in your draft? Are they probably targeting Shea Gildress-Alexander so that he will not be falling back to you at your next pick? Uh, or are you playing with some people who are just kind of going by the ADP on Yahoo and, you know, there's been some weird picks already and, um, you know, guys are falling to you. So maybe you think you can wait. So, you know, hey, if Josh Richardson's in the top three of your Yahoo uh, draft list, someone's going to take Josh Richardson just because they don't know what they're doing. Um, also, um, because he's a pretty good player. So you got a double chance that someone is taking Josh Richardson before he gets back to you. So maybe you like Shea Gildress-Alexander more than Josh Richardson, but there's a better chance Gildress-Alexander falls to you in the next round. And I'm willing to take that risk sometimes, um, depending on you know how many players have gone, who's on the board. I almost go by about it visually um, in the draft queue. If someone's in that draft queue... And then you know, and you can see their name. Uh, then you might need to reach down for them. But if you don't have to, if you can't see their name, if you have to scroll down, then I, I usually wait on that player and see if I can get lucky. And I'd say you know, eight times out of ten, you get lucky with that player still hanging around with your next pick. I think also, here's. Oh, I also say this too, you know, with some guy like Shea Gilders Alexander, he's kind of a younger, you know, shiny new toy type. Um, it helps that John Morant's just rated just over him in the ADP because then, you know, guys see that shiny new toy on the board and they go with it over Shea Gilgis. Like, you got to really, um, at this point in the draft, be able to kind of read your um, how people are drafting, maybe understand who's uh, go through the list. I know there's not a lot of time on the draft list sometimes, not a lot of time to make your picks. In between picks, go through the team roster, see what the people need. That's another thing you, you might want to keep track of when you are officially drafting uh, this season. And I think that wraps it up for Jokic at pick number six. Uh, we took Doncic in the next round to boost our assists. We got really two really good out-of-position uh, assist guys and kind of across the board guys went with Chris Stapps to go hard on blocks and rebounds and threes. Our points are being boosted up there. Then followed by rounding out our guards at Connolly and Lowry. So now we're just really, really good at steals, assists, great at points, good at threes. And then we took Josh Richardson to boost what we are good at at the end, um, actually the middle of the sixth round. I think, I, I think that's as far as we're going to go, Tyler, for Jokic. Tyler, do you have do you have anything else you want to add when when building a team around Jokic? Uh, 
No, I think there's a lot of ways you can go with Jokic too. You know, you can pump blocks if that's really what you want to do off your first pick and go that route, and maybe you know that changes things a little bit. Um, but there's there's a, a thousand ways to skin a cat. I think that's the old saying. Um, yes, I believe. Uh, don't guys don't skin cats. That's really messed up. Um, Tyler, where can people find your skinning cat Twitter account? Where you follow, where you just post pictures of skin cats. I've never done that, not once in my life, but you can find it at Tyler P. Watts. Be following Tyler P. Watts by now. Uh, he also is going to be writing a weekly column for Hashtag Basketball. Check them out as well and follow Tyler's uh, weekly updates. It helps me beat him in his own at his own leagues, uh, which is really nice. Uh, I just wait for him to do all the work, per usual. Um, and that's why Tyler is the best and should be following him first. And then afterwards... You get done following him. You should follow me at Watch the Boxes. If you really want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You get exclusive content, listener leagues, uh, early access to podcasts during the season, and a lot more. Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. That's it for Who Do I Draft for the Okich? And we'll be back with the next one very soon. <laughs>